The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Roads Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again to Trip Talk. Glad to have you with us. We have a very special guest today, a true automotive enthusiast. His name is Mark Green of Cars Yeah, a famous podcast. And he's a famous man for talking to people who are famous for their love of the automobile and all the places it can take them. We'll be talking with Mark Green right after this. The holiday gift-giving season soon will be right around the corner. It's not too early to fuel the open road dreams of special people in your life with a subscription to American Road Magazine. With exciting features, quality writing, and beautiful photography in every issue, American Road makes a perfect gift for road-tripping moms and dads, gallivanting grandparents, adventurous aunts and uncles. Maybe that special friend will enjoy it too. Visit AmericanRoadMagazine.com, click subscribe, and for a limited time, you can enter the code KKNW to receive 25% off your subscription. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Trip Talk. Mark Green is the producer and host of the Cars Yeah! podcast, a five days a week show where he interviews inspiring automotive enthusiasts. These are people from around the world who have united their passion for cars, motorcycles, trucks, racing, and road trips with their businesses and personal lives. Cars Yeah! was founded about five years ago, and since then, Mark has swapped stories and insights with over a thousand guests. Today, he gets to sit in the guest chair, Mark Green. It's so good to have you with us, Mark. Gary, thank you for having me back. This is really fun on this beautiful, sunny fall day here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm just a little, about an hour south of you here in Gig Harbor. So thanks for having me back. You're quite welcome. And yes, you heard the man right. Sunny and Pacific Northwest on <laughs> November 1. That's always good news. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, Mark, I want to say thank you, and I think I speak for thousands, if not millions, of people in saying that your Cars Yeah! podcasts, and go on YouTube and anyone can watch as well as uh, listen to your wonderful interviews and the swapping of insights with people who are true automotive enthusiasts. You do the road traveling public a great service with all the information that you provide, so thank you. Well, you're welcome. And uh, since we last spoke, I was on your show uh, back March 29th, I believe, of this year. Of course, my Cars Yeah! TV show has been on the show. Uh, it runs three times a week on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing Television. So I've taken it to the road, if you will, by going and interviewing people who I've had on my podcast, going to their businesses and sharing that. So uh, your listeners can watch me on TV now. They said I only had a voice for radio, but I proved them wrong. Yes, you do. And you do a wonderful job. Today in particular, Mark, and thanks for coming on the show on short notice. You're a busy man. We had this opening and I thought to give you a call. Thank you. Today today is All Saints Day by at least one liturgical calendar, November 1. On November 2, it's All Souls Day. And it seemed fitting to me, Mark, to have you on the show to remember 
inspiring automotive enthusiasts who over the past year have left this world, hopefully to greater and greater roads beyond. We hope so. And you have talked to them. You have befriended them, been befriended by them as well. And you've enjoyed rich friendships with people who share that passion for what I call car culture. And I thought today in this interview, at least for the bulk of it, maybe we could talk about some of these souls who have moved on down the road of life. Yes, you know, it's it's a special thought, and I guess, well, I don't guess, I know as we get a little older in life, uh, we start to realize that life isn't forever, life is fragile, and it can be taken away in an instant, and, uh, you know, the first person that comes to mind when I think about today is my father. I lost him about a year and a half ago, May of 2017, and obviously he had great influence on me. He's the one that instilled my uh, passion for cars and my motivation to work hard and do things and most importantly, give back to others, which is what Cars Yeah! The Podcast does. I interview inspiring automotive enthusiasts and hopefully together we inspire automotive enthusiasts. But you're right, this year I've lost four plus guests that have been on my show in the past this year alone. And it's, uh, wow, you wake up and go, what? They're gone? How can that be? But I I appreciate you letting me come on and talk about some of these people because they really are inspirational people. They're people that made a difference in the automotive world. And in some cases, they made a very big difference in the world of those who like to get in their vehicles and travel across this great country we have. And that constitutes the many, many people who wait for their copy. They might go online. They might wait by the mailbox to get their copy of American Road Magazine, which is a wonderful quarterly and very much a cousin to the kind of work that you do, Mark, each and every week with Cars Yeah! on the the podcast, on TV, getting people excited about taking to the open road. And those people who are now spirits of the open road have brought so much enthusiasm and gotten people fired up about the idea that while you still have your energy, it is well used if you get out and travel, and especially if you travel by car. So to begin, Mark, let's go ahead and talk about these folks. I believe you said when we were preparing this interview that there are three or four who have passed on just in the last year. Who has passed on most recently? Most recently was a good friend of mine, Andy Cohen. Uh, Andy's a gentleman who started Beverly Hills Motoring Accessories. It was a catalog company back in the 70s, which is near and dear to my heart because I worked for many years in a catalog business, 20 plus years uh, running a catalog business. So I knew him from years past. In fact, I bought a car cover from him when I was in high school to put on my vehicle. Now, if you fast forward to today, that same company, which is Covercraft, is one of my major sponsors on my podcast. And it's funny how these things just come back around. I'm a car fanatic, so I love to take care of my car, and I always have covered my vehicles with a a Covercraft cover. But Andy was a gentleman who also dealt with, or dealt in the world of selling high-end collectible cars. And we're talking about Ferraris and Maseratis and Lamborghinis and Porsches and some incredible automobiles. I got to spend three, four days with Andy and his son at their home in Malibu. He lived up on a hill overlooking the Pacific Ocean. He hired me to be a consultant to help him in reinvigorating the brand because he had sold the brand and it had come back. And we spent four days sitting there overlooking the Pacific, talking about business, talking about life, 
He wanted his son, Kevin, to come into the business. He was in co- just starting college at the time, actually. Now he's graduated, and now he's running the business. And with losing his father recently, uh, he's been propelled into that role. And I, I feel for he and his family and my condolences. But Andy was one of these guys that always had a smile on his face. He was always talking about cars, talking about taking the cars out and driving them. Uh, he ran a cars and coffee event in Malibu there for a while. Just a wonderful individual and somebody who really loved the idea of these vehicles, even high-end collectible vehicles that were worth millions of dollars, of being driven and being used and not just being in a garage sitting hidden away. He liked to share with others. And that's one of the things that made Andy so special. I can well imagine. And I think that I have a lot of empathy for somebody who wants to know that these cars are being driven. How many people have you met? It would be more than me. But Mark, have you met people who might have 300, 400, 500 vehicles, and they rarely get behind the wheel of more than just a few to get out on the road and to have that that wonderful sensory experience of driving these magnificent machines? It's great to look at them in the big garage if you have the storage space, but it's not the same as actually driving the car, let's face it. Absolutely. And I'll give you, you just gave me a great segue to a wonderful story. I've attended Car Week in Pebble Beach for 30 years in a row. This past August was my 30th year attending. And one of my past guests was Stephen Plaster. He owns many businesses. One of them is Passport Transport. They haul cars around the country, take very good care of collector cars around the country. And he and his wife, Amy, invited me to join them on the Pebble Beach Tour, which takes place Thursday before the Pebble Beach Concours. And ride with them in their 1913 Rolls Royce. Now, they own about 570 cars. Their garage is three acres large. It's absolutely unfathomable. I can't imagine. I got to meet his uh, young curator, the gentleman, one of the many people who probably take care of his vehicles. But we got to spend the day driving up and down the Pacific Coast in a yellow 1913 Rolls Royce that that Sunday ended up on the lawn at Pebble and won an award. There are many people that have massive collections and small collections that actually use their cars. I always feel sad for the folks that don't, that don't share them, that hide them away and never drive them. But Stephen drives his cars and he shares them. And the fact that I got invited to do that, I I was in that car just thinking, I can't imagine back in the day driving on the what were the roads then, which were probably very poor, in a car of that stature. It must have been incredible. It definitely would. And these are the experiences you keep for a lifetime. I will see your experience. I wish I had it to share, but I'm going to go back to you, Mark. You mentioned that experience. How about the time, and people can go on YouTube to see this because lucky dog, you're sitting in one of them, a privilege really that I've never had, but I hope to someday. There you were seated in a DeLorean and you were interviewed by a lady who is the uh, curator of this collection that included the DeLorean. I can remember when they first came out thinking that I was looking at the future, never mind back to the future, I was looking at the future of automotive technology with that wonderful burnished silver and the gorgeous interior, the gull wing doors, and there you were inside it. Did that not feel like an otherworldly experience? Well, it was a really fun day. What I was doing there at the California Automobile Museum with Carly Starr, who is a curator there, 
was I had her on my television show. So we shot an episode of Cars Yeah TV there with her. Now, in most museums, you're not allowed to touch the cars. But in that museum, there were some you could touch. And in that case, the DeLorean I could crawl into, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, she was such a great person. In fact, she was a incredible in front of the camera. Sometimes you get in front of the camera with other people that aren't used to it. And even on the podcast, and it's a little awkward, perhaps. But that was a wonderful day. We didn't get to drive the car because it was in the museum. I have also been able to uh, sit in one of those that's down in the Peterson Museum vault, a gold-plated DeLorean, which is absolutely phenomenal. We shot one of uh, Cars Yeah! series uh, episode two, or I should say not episode, it's season two that'll be coming up next year at the Peterson in the vault. So uh, I can say now I've set in a couple of those. I did get to ride in one years ago. But, you know, I want to touch back on all... Souls Day here, because another gentleman that we lost that relates to what we're talking about today today is Mark Perleberg. He was the owner and founder of the Sunday Drive. It was a weekly radio show where he talked about cars and driving, and Mark was really phenomenal. I ran into him in several, or at several events I've attended this year. I was a guest on his show, I believe, three times. He was a guest on my show, and we lost him suddenly this year. He was very young. Um really sad, very surprising that this happened. But his show, The Sunday Drive, was all about what your show's about, and that is getting in your car and enjoying the country that we live in here, which is just has so much to share, so much to show. Uh, Mark will be really, really missed by a lot of people, and especially those listeners to his weekly show, The Sunday Drive. Hopefully they're archived. Yes, uh, de most definitely. You can do that. You know, another one was Michael Lynch. He's an author and a journalist. I had him on my show a long time ago. This man was somebody who shared the car world with the entire world. He wrote, he attended events, he judged car events. He was an expert in so many capacities. And just one of these kind, gentle souls that would spend time with you if you were on the lawn at Pebble or any other concourse across the country and stopped and spoke with him. He would stop. He would share his ideas. And his brain was like an encyclopedia. The things that he could pull up absolutely blew me away. I don't know how anybody remembers that much stuff. But Michael Lynch was another one of my past guests that I lost this year that really was uh, was a surprise. Um and, and sad, but you know what? He left behind so many great writings and things that he's done. He'll be in people's minds forever. And what, what constitutes a legacy for someone like that would be their granular awareness. That's how I like to refer to it. A granular, nuanced understanding of car culture, not just, well, this engine block this side v8 what have v12 right. etc they understand not only how it works but why it should work in a way that that puts you into that flow of the experience whether it's vicariously or if you're fortunate enough to actually have the experience and to know what you're doing yes yes he was amazing and and another person i don't want to to miss here because i know the way the show goes here all of a sudden we'll be out of time is an incredible young woman we lost uh nicole mcguire Nicole is Barry McGuire's daughter. Barry McGuire, known for the McGuire's car care empire business. I had Nicole on years ago. Her story is incredible, and I really encourage your listeners to go to my website, carsyad.com, type Nicole into the search bar, and listen to her story because, like it did for me the day I interviewed her, it will blow you away. 
I had no idea what was coming. She shared some very intimate and very sad situations about her life and abuse as a married woman and where that was leading her. I don't want to give away the story because you've got to listen to it. I had no idea it was coming. But she came out of that in such a positive way. And she started the Crossroads Car Show. She started raising money for young kids who were uh, runaways, had drug abuse problems, drinking problems, to help them come back into society. And she did it by using cars and her car show as a way to bring people together and find a positive nature in her life. And I just, my heart breaks because she was so young. She was in her 40s. It was very unexpected. Uh, her family, uh, Barry McGuire and his wife and family, they're very religious people. And I ran into Barry at Pebble Beach this past summer, and he had such a positive look about the situation. I can't imagine losing a child. My daughter's getting married in a week and a half, so we're at a time in our lives where there's some very special things coming. But losing a child has got to be one of the most horrible things. But I encourage people to listen to Nicole's story on Cars Yeah, because you will find inspiration there and you will discover the secret to having a happy life, even if you have a challenged life. And that secret is to go out and find a way to help others. And if you can do it using your passion around cars, you've discovered a secret that is unlike any other. That is beautifully said, Mark. And I congratulate you, dad-in-law-to-be. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. When it comes to passion in motion for a lot of people, whatever their interests, if they were doing it stationary there, it just wouldn't mean the same thing, even if they were getting wealthy doing it, but you put them in a car. Some people like to fly. Some people like trains. Other people want the motorcycles. It's about being in motion and that kind of experience that is like no other with destinations all around you. You can plan these things or you can have no plan and simply go where this vehicle takes you. To, to a lot of people, that is the essence of personal freedom. Yes, especially in this country. That's why the car in the United States is so special. You go around the world, and there's so many places in the world where cars are so expensive. Gasoline fuel is very expensive. Some places you simply can't afford a car because of just simply the cost is, is impossible. Import duties and things like that. We are so fortunate here in the United States to have so many options and after, after interviewing, well, today I interviewed a gentleman from Lugano, Switzerland, uh, an incredible interview with him. And he even talked about growing up in Italy versus being in the United States and the difference that the freedoms we have and the roads we have and so many things to see here and the ability for almost anyone to be able to afford some type of a vehicle and drive it versus other parts of the world really makes us very, very fortunate here in the United States. I agree. And in particular, readers of American Road magazine love the byways and the back roads. You've got 3000 plus miles coast to coast. You can go all four directions without getting too wet if you know when to stop. There are <laughs> Route 66 terminating, for example, on the pier there, Santa Monica, California. That's where it ends, begins in Times Square in New York. You have all these places that you can go. And not necessarily, in fact, some people actually plan it this way, not get on any of the super highways or the interstate, interstate highways. They want to get off the beaten path in order to experience an America that previous generations knew as their daily reality, but which today you have to search sometimes rather hard to find. 
Yeah, absolutely. I've had the the pleasure of traveling in Europe a lot. And every time I've gone over there, instead of taking the trains or public transportation, I always rent a car and I stay off the autobahns, the stratas, the freeways, and I take the back roads. And it's the same over there. You find these wonderful little cities, these wonderful little places to visit. You meet real people that actually talk to you when you go into the the bars, the taverns, the restaurants, and so forth. And it's the same for the United States. I always encourage people, if you have the time, take the back roads because you won't believe what you will see. And now with these GPS devices on our phones, I mean, you can you can go anywhere. You can just start driving and you can find out where you are in an instant, not worry about being lost and stop. Go into these little diners, these little restaurants, these little museums. There's museums scattered across this country that you can visit. You won't even believe that they exist. I've interviewed a lot of the people that run these museums. It's absolutely fantastic. And I know today, are, are we going to be talking a little bit about electric vehicles today? As a matter of fact, with the, we have another, oh, seven minutes or so. Why don't we go ahead and do that? The road trip, the great American road trip. When I was a kid, I'd see some big, loud cars Gasoline was under 50 cents a gallon, and people would get on the open road, maybe with tail fins, maybe not, but they hit the road. Today, we want to be fuel efficient. We want the, the best of technology, and for some people, that means getting an electric car. And then your big concern is, where do I charge it? Yes, yeah. You know, I've had many guests on the show that work in this industry, and I want to touch on a couple of them, and I really appreciate you letting me do this. One was a guest I had just this week, Paul Riveria. He is the president of a company called Solo. They are building cars in China that they are launching this, well, just the end of this year, next year, in California first, that are a single-seater commuter car designed for someone to just go back and forth to work because so many of us drive these big, heavy cars to work, and then they sit all day long and then we drive them back. This is a very fuel-efficient way to go. The company is, uh, their president is a gentleman named Henry Reisner, who lives just north of us here in Vancouver, British Columbia. He owns a company called Auto Mechanica, where they build replica Porsche 356s, Klubelwagens, uh, and some other very cool cars. And he has ventured into the electric car world. He's going to be actually building his old 356 replicas in electric car versions which are really, really cool. There's two other gentlemen I've had on the show, Michael Bream of EV West down in Southern California and David Bernardo of Z Electric. They both build classic old Volkswagens with electric motors. Oh, really? Oh, they're the coolest things. They look like perfectly preserved old Volkswagens, VW buses from the 60s. They've done some Porsches, Carmen Ghias. But what they do is they put a power plant in the back that's electric. So when they come driving by, they make no sound. They go way faster than the original car. They're incredibly fuel efficient because they use no fuel other than, of course, electricity. And they're absolutely fantastic. And then again, you can go to the Cars yeah website and type any of these names in, Paul Riviera, Michael Bream, and David Bernardo. And all of those folks have links on their show notes page on my website where you can go to their website. You can see what they're building. If you're interested in buying one of these cars, I think if you were a commuter and you had not a super long amount, under 100 miles each way trip, wouldn't it be fun driving to work in an OVW bug that makes no noise, is completely fuel efficient, way faster than the original car, much quieter so you can hear music and so forth. How much fun would that be? 
it would be a great deal of fun. And actually, Mark, you've surprised me because I didn't know the existence of these machines. But especially a VW bus, which has a whole mystique unto itself, ask any Grateful Dead fan, and then- <laughs> And you put an electric motor in it, and it actually is faster. It doesn't. It doesn't go zero to sixty in a week and a half, really. Oh no, these cars go very fast. And you think about well, you think about the the Tesla ludicrous mode. I mean, these electric cars are so fast. They're like slot cars for those of us in our age bracket that played with slot cars as a kid. You saw how fast those cars went. So what they do is they modify these cars a little bit with their suspension and so forth so they can handle those extra speeds. Uh, But what's really cool about them is you can get back in time but be in the future both at the same time. You talk about DeLorean, Back to the Future, Mm -hmm. and they do incredible builds. Uh, David was at the Quail event this past summer. I was at down during Pebble Beach Car Week, and he had three of his vehicles there. Of course, Michael, he powers his entire shop where he builds the cars using old tesla batteries and uh solar panels on his roof so he draws no power to supply power to his restoration shop in fact his friends come by and charge their cars at his shop so because it's all free it's from the sun i absolutely love that that is guilt-free driving enjoyment (laughs) yes and it's really fun too the cars the restoration they do. So again, it's EV West is Michael's business and David Bernardo Z electric. Uh, again, you can go to the cars. Yeah. Website type David Bernardo, Michael Bream, uh, Paul Riviera, go and check out this solo website. These cars, they don't look like anything you've ever imagined. So just go to solo.com and you'll find this new vehicle. It's absolutely fascinating. I'm sure it is. I will look forward to it. And I definitely would like to ask you one last question, Mark Green, yes. and that is, do you foresee a time or in any way, shape, or form that Volkswagen or a competing automaker will find a way to replace the romance of the bug? Because the last of the, the bugs in their current iteration are rolling off the assembly line, and then that's it. What will take its place, if anything? Well, something new, I think. You know, when you look at what car companies are doing now, like Porsche just announced its new Taycan, its high-end four-door all-electric supercar. If you'd just gone back 10 years and said that Porsche's stable mate, the, the supercar Porsche is going to be all-electric, and the Macan in about a year is going to be all-electric too, people would have said, seriously? I don't think so. I think what we have to look forward to more than going back to things from the past is where things are going to go in the future. And these companies I talked about, EV West, Electric, Solo, they're looking forward to the future with this whole concept. And I know batteries are going to just keep getting better and better. So that anxiety you have that you have to stop and charge your car and wait is going to probably go away before we know it. So I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to what all these this new technology brings us. And I haven't driven um, too many all-electric cars, but the few that I have are pretty darn fun. So I wouldn't worry too much about what's coming down the line. I think we have a lot of very interesting automobiles to look forward to. But we always have our old cars to bring out and enjoy, right? So uh, as soon as we're done with this show, I think I'm going to take my old 87 Porsche Turbo out for a drive. It's such a beautiful day. Sounds like fun to me. And Mark Green, if people want to get on the running board of the cars, yeah phenomenon the experience where do they go online 
Gary, thank you for asking. You can go to carsyeah.com. Uh, everything you will find there, you'll find me on YouTube. You'll find me on Facebook under Mark Green and Cars Yeah. Instagram, Twitter. You can also find the TV show on the direct cable network, MAV, M-A-V TV. Or you can stream it online at Lucas Oil Racing Television. And before we go, I want to invite all your guests to sign up for a free gift. For me today go to my website click on the free book button and you get a free filler up book and your name will go into the hat because i'm giving away some really cool things this holiday season beautiful thank you mark green for joining us today this has been fun gary thank you thanks for joining us everyone until next week drive safely and dream well 